What's your favorite soda? Well, considering I really don't drink them that often, I don't know that I really have one. I would tend to go for ginger ale. Mm -hmm. That that hardly counts. I don't know why, but I feel like that hardly... (laughs) Well, fine. I I only have that on airplanes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) To settle my stomach. Yeah. I've always uh, always been a pib man myself. Pib, okay. You can't get that around here. And I think that's why I like it so much. It's like I have to travel to Virginia to get Mr. Pib. Well, excuse me, Pib Extra. Okay. I think it's also from childhood memories because when I was a kid, the the local movie theater, you could get Mr. Pib at the local movie theater for some unknown reason. It like but they're not local to that area. That no, they're not. They're they're this. They, you can only get that in the South. Oh, okay. South U.S. Uh, I think Southeast even. It's restrictive. It's basically Coca Cola's answer to Dr Pepper. Gotcha. But I've always liked that. The the other thing that I've recently discovered is Urn Brew. That is the other Scottish national drink. Oh, maybe I did hear of it. Yeah, it's kind of like, kind of orange cream flavored, kind Mm -hmm. of, but not really. It's unique. It's hard to describe. Did we try that one time? I know I've had it a few times. Okay. I don't know if you tried it. I, I don't think we tried it together. All I don't, right. Not that I'm well, aware of. Then I wouldn't have tried it if it wasn't yeah. at your house. It's a fairly recent discovery, but that I also really like. But. Okay. I. It's funny. I remember some of the local sodas that were available. I think it was Frank's soda brand was a pretty popular one, but they had mm. some unusual names. Like their black cherry was called Black Cherry Wishniak. Oh yeah, I've, I've I've heard of that. And I've never I never knew what the name meant. Yeah, well that's like Dr. Brown's or the celery tonic. Okay, <laughs> that's a celery flavored soda. Ugh, it's way better than it sounds. Uh, I really like Dr. Brown's makes a good cream soda too. That reminds me of uh, Jones Soda, which is another. Oh, they make some really weird flavors. Don't yeah, they? they had a. I don't know if they still do it, but they had a whole Thanksgiving dinner pack. Yes, yes, with I've turkey heard of that. flavor, mashed potatoes flavor, Brussels sprouts, cranberries, and pumpkin pie. I, I think. I cannot imagine most of those being. Any I good. did try them. Oh goodness! At one and... time, and they were probably not quite as awful as you think they should have been. But I seem to recall them tasting some of them on the salty side or. <laughs> The tonicy side, I guess. I don't know, but yeah, that was kind of a what were they thinking sort of a. Well, I did not have that, and I'm glad that's your problem. That was my problem, and that's our show. Welcome to yet another episode. I, I'm making it sound like it's not a good. Welcome to yet another episode. <laughs> another one. Yeah. Welcome to That's Our Show. I'm Glenn. And I'm Jim. Thanks for joining us again. And today we have a feline-oriented conversation planned. Yes. Today we are talking about cats. Oh, is that what I meant? I assumed so, <laughs> yes. unless you're going off our notes, but uh, we're talking about the musical Andrew Lloyd Webber, Cats. Oh, wait, I was totally not prepared oh. for this. Let's do a little something from Cats, Paul, shall we? <laughs> Midnight, <laughs> and the kitties are sleeping. <laughs> so that's good, because neither am I. No, we're talking about the actual animal. Okay, yes. Felis Catus. Yes. And I don't remember the rest of the poem. 
There's there's a poem. Um, oh, that's right from Star, Star Trek. Trek. Next Data, generation yeah. Data wrote a poem, Ode to Spot or something. Oh, well, now I feel the need to look that up. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> you can do a recital. Felis catus is your taxonomic nomenclature, an endothermic quadruped, carnivorous by nature. Your visual, olfactory, and auditory senses contribute to your hunting skills and natural defenses. I find myself intrigued by your subvocal oscillations. That's purring. Yeah. A singular development of cat communications that obviates your basic hedonistic predilection for a rhythmic stroking of your fur to demonstrate affection. A tail is quite essential for your acrobatic talents. You would not be so agile if you lacked its counterbalance. And when not being utilized to aid in locomotion, it often serves to illustrate the state of your emotion. Commander, you have anticipated my denouement. However, the sentiment is appreciated. I will continue. Oh, Spot, the complex levels of behavior you display connote a fairly well-developed cognitive array. And though you are not sentient, Spot, and do not comprehend, I nonetheless consider you a true and valued friend. <laughs> So for well, those unfamiliar, that was the the android character Data in Star Trek Next Generation and wrote a poem for his cat, Spot. And publicly performed it. Yes. Who was, I will note, did not have Spots. No. No, the Spot cat was, did not. it was an orange tabby? Uh, yeah. Orange? Something yeah. Like that. Not originally, but later on, yes. Oh, they changed the appearance They changed the cat. the cat, yeah. Did it ever have Spots? No. No. I don't okay. believe it ever did. So we're talking about cats, our cats, your cats, everybody's cats. Not the musical. Everything no. cat, but the musical. There was a movie of the musical, too, which yes. apparently looked <laughs> kind of creepy. Yeah, kind of infamous on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so who was your first cat ever? My first cat I got in 1984. Ooh. I was six. Long ago. It was right I after know. we moved into our first house <laughs> a couple weeks later. His name was Sam. He was a black and white tuxedo domestic short hair. Ah, much like my, uh, my Luna. Similar, yeah. yeah. He was... More the traditional tuxedo, I guess, you know, black on the sides and white down right, the front right. with symmetrical. kind of a mix. Yeah, more <laughs> symmetrical. Yeah. With white white striping on the bridge of the nose. Okay. His nose was mostly pink except for one dark black spot on the side of it. Mm-hmm. We kind of refer to it as his beauty mark. <laughs> nice. Kind of a thing. Yeah. He actually lived to be almost 22 years old. Wow. That is impressive. That's an impressive lifespan for a cat. That is a pretty lengthy lifespan for a house cat. Yeah. So that means... Sam was still around one that, since I've known you, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He passed away. It was, I don't know, a few months after we did Dracula. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Now, my first cat, or what I'm going to claim as my first cat, and we'll, we'll discuss more of that later, was Jones, mm-hmm. who I've talked about before. I, who I, I met. Yes. I, I was uh, dating a woman who had two cats at the time, and I had always liked cats and always thought about getting one. Now, because I'm weird... I knew the cat's name and I knew what the cat had to look like before I actually went to get this cat. <laughs> Jones was named after the cat in Alien. Yeah. And Aliens. Cat That's appeared right. in both movies. That's right, he was movies. in both, yeah. yeah. Okay. Who, who was named Jones and was an orange tabby. So I'm like, I am going to go and get an orange tabby and it will be named Jones. <laughs> and way back in, in the year 2000. In the year 2000. 2000. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I went to the Chester County SPCA and 
basically looked around for an orange tabby kitten mm-hmm. and they had one and that was Jones. And I said, I would like that cat, please. And they gave me a, you know, cardboard box. Carrier. Cardboard ca- box carrier yep. to carry him and put him in there the entire trip back to my apartment. Meow, meow, meow. Nonstop. Got him out. Meow, meow. There was a whole lot of meowing going on. That's par for the course. I yeah, think. Yeah, I, I, I'm now I know that better, but I had I didn't have any pets growing up, okay. so this was you know 2000. So I'm already 30 years old at this point, at the 29 or 30, and getting a cat for the first time. So I didn't really know what to expect, and this was a kitten, and kittens require a lot of attention. I didn't know that either. Yeah. So yeah, they do. I would be like trying to go to bed at night. The story that I always tell is cat was driving me crazy in the cutest possible way (laughs) kitten i'm trying to sleep and this this little tiny orange kitten is sticking his wet nose in my ear Uh. and going (laughs) right into my ear yeah drove me nuts and i am meowing half the night wanted to be played with wanted attention i had him for several months and then i'm like you know what why don't we, I'm, I'm over at my girlfriend's more than I'm at my own place anyway. How about you take Jones and we've got the, all three cats there. Okay. She had I'm two a, other cats. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, oh, the other huge mistake I made that I would not make again is I did have him front declawed. Okay. Which, yeah, just not, you train him right there. You don't need to do that. But regardless. So yeah. So Jones went to live with, and, and I'm really sorry, I cannot remember these other cat names at this point. They've probably since passed away because that's- That would have been know, over 20 years, years ago. ago yeah. yeah. So they were already older than he was at that time. Right. So there were several months, he spent several months there kind of getting past that awkward kitten stage. And then when we broke up, she's like, do you want Jones? I'm like, yes. Yeah. And I took it back and he lived for 12 years and- had other cat friends because my next girlfriend who became my wife also had two cats before very shortly before we got together i got another kitten but i guess i, I guess we can discuss that because have you had did you have no so the cats you have now are the only cats you've gotten since sam those yeah the cats i have now are the only cats that yeah. were my cats really since sam okay. yeah so sam I guess was I my cat a as a kid growing stories. up mm-hmm. we did take in another cat when I was older uh, that ended up living with my mom. Uh, his name was Midnight. He okay. actually came from a litter of three kittens that was in the air in the neighborhood, like mm-hmm. strays, effectively. Right, right. So we took in Midnight, and she had him for 19 years, I think it was. Wow. Your family's uh, so, good at uh, keeping well, cats for a long time. He and Sam both were pretty much exclusively indoor cats. They... They, so have all of mine been. <laughs> yeah, they, they had a pretty sheltered, for lack of a better term, life. Yeah. Yeah, don't ask me how they, you know, managed to hang in that long. But mm-hmm. Sam later on, you know, kind of shifting of households and whatnot, Sam got to live with some other cats along the way, which didn't quite go all that well. I yeah. mean, he, he got along with Midnight reasonably well from mm-hmm. the time that they were together. But then later on, he lived with a multi-pet different animals household okay. uh, a dog and another cat different <laughs> animals i was expecting like a llama or something <laughs> no no just an alpaca um <laughs> so yeah he was with a dog and i don't know if the dog really bothered him all that much but he was with another cat named lucy who mm-hmm. would kind of like pester him a lot 
I feel or like ambush him. Lucy cats are always mean. <laughs> I don't know. Any cat I've known named Lucy has been mean. Well, is that like Lucy the character from Peanuts? Yeah, I don't, I maybe. I don't <laughs> Sam was kind of mostly a scaredy cat, I would say. He mm. was, you know, anytime there was company over, he'd just go hide. But he was, he his personality is a little bit mixed. He was chill sometimes and probably because I was younger and didn't know better and I annoyed him, he would get kind of nasty with me sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. But he, I think, mellowed out more in his older age, or at least maybe I just treated him better. Although I swear that, I swear that there are some things that I always remembered him not liking, like rubbing his belly or things like that when he was younger. But then as he got older, he started liking that stuff. And some of it, I could be wrong, but I think some of it might have been when we had other cats who did like that. He kind of changed his mind. I'm not going to like that. (laughs) <laughs> well, no, no. Then he was like, oh, okay, well, oh, okay, I, see I guess saying. I will yeah, like that. Maybe way. that's not so bad, so yeah. I'll let you do that to me. So, hmm. yeah, he became more tolerant about displays of affection in certain ways as he got older. Interesting. This is kind of funny. But he also had some behavioral slash maybe medical issues with certain things that okay. associate with the litter box, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I won't go into details, but... Yeah, he... Thank you for that. Unfortunately, that got us to the point where we had to kind of contain him to certain rooms in the house Mm -hmm. at at times, which was unfortunate, but what were we going to do? Yeah, sure. But, you know, he hung in there for a very long time, and he was... He, as he got older, you know, in his old age, he was noticeably starting to limp around and stuff, but he still would climb up into high windows, (laughs) amazingly. He still got around pretty well up until very near the end. 21 years is a nice long life for a I cat. I know, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he just, it was astounding that he hung in there that long. It was sure. kind of surprising. I remember it was probably a couple weeks before he actually died. He might have snuck out into the backyard and just kind of wandered around, which was very mm-hmm. unusual for him. Yeah. It might have been like a sign that like his time was nigh. Could be. <laughs> but that was kind of weird. So yeah, Lucy was... She was a very aloof cat. She, you know, occasionally could be affectionate, but everything was pretty much on her terms. Mm-hmm. And then some other cats came into the ha- household. One was just found her around the neighborhood. We na- named her Hobo. Um, <laughs> Might have been a barn cat. We don't know, because there had been a farm adjacent to our right. neighborhood at the time that got converted into houses. So she might have come from there. We, we're not sure. Okay. She was a bigger cat. Mm-hmm. Like not enormous, but <laughs> bigger than the other cats in the household, and she kind of put Lucy in her place. Yeah, like she almost kind of stuck up for Sam in a way. She didn't really bother Sam too much, but she kind of like gave Lucy a run for her money. Nice. So there was sort of a pecking order. <laughs> Sam gets some help. Yeah, there was sort of a pecking order in the household at that time. Mm-hmm. But I'll talk. I can talk about some of the other cats that came along later on. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. mix from Purina, the cat food with three separate flavors in one package. Three flavors that cats love best, tuna, liver, and chicken. Meow mix tastes so good, cats ask for it by name. 
so yeah, once I got Jones back, eventually I'm like, okay, well, you know, I see most people that have a cat. They often have two cats. So I, I really liked the look of uh, Russian blues. Mm-hmm. So I started thinking, well, you know, maybe I'll if, if I happen to see a Russian blue around, maybe I'll adopt one. And I got a call from a friend of mine who's like, uh, you know, my vet has this gray kitten that they're looking to find a home for. And I go and I look and there's this, I, you know, whether or not she was actually Russian blue, I don't know, but it was like this bluish gray kitten, just the most adorable little fuzzball you'd ever seen. <laughs> just super cute. I'm like, oh yes, I have to have this cat. So, so I adopted that. That was Callie. Mm-hmm. I had forgot she was a Russian blue. Yep. Yep. Or at least look like one again. I don't know okay. that for a fact if she was a Russian blue, but she looked like Russian blue. She was, uh, it was Calypso was her full name. She was named after the character in, uh, the, third Pirates of the Caribbean, second Pirates of, whatever. One of the Pirates of the Caribbean, the Calypso, and by the way, I always called her Callie. Mm-hmm. Cute little kitten thing. She had like this weird nubbin thing at the end of her tail, which eventually fell off. Weird. And her tail was just shorter. Okay. This repeated again later, so oh. something was going on where she was like attacking her tail oh. and damaging her own tail. Wow. And shortened her own tail. Okay. She unfortunately... Did not stick around very long. When I was uh, dating my soon-to-be wife, she, Callie, got sick with, she, she, I don't remember what it was. I think she was just like peeing randomly or something. Mm -hmm. It was clear that something was going on. So we brought her into, I guess, the vet, the emergency vet. And they were taking blood samples and her red count was like really low and Whatever it is that like is in the marrow that produces red blood cells was low. Mm-hmm. So checking this stuff out, she ended up getting diagnosed with some super rare blood disease that's like like kind of unheard of in cats and like super rare for like dogs. And she was in and out of like cat hospitals and care after that for quite a while was costing me like thousands of dollars to mm to care for this cat. Cause it was like, you know, overnight stays at the emergency vet mm. place and things like that. And basically what happened, my now wife and I were dating and getting progressively more serious and talking about marriage and stuff like that. And I ended up spending the money that I had been saving for an engagement ring on Cali. So by the time I was ready to propose, I could not afford an engagement ring at all. So what happened with that, I'm like, I'm not going to just wait until I can build up money again to buy an engagement ring. I want to, I want to marry this woman. So my grandmother, after she had split with my grandfather, they, they split up, decided that she wanted to avoid getting hit on in certain circumstances. So she had a fake engagement ring made. Oh, okay. With a huge fake diamond on it. (laughs) A decoy. A decoy ring. So I took that ring, I put that in a ring box, I printed off a photo of Callie, and LOL cats were very popular at the time. Yeah, I can has cheeseburger. Yes, I can has cheeseburger. So basically, I printed off a picture of Callie, and it said something along the lines of, sorry, got sick, spended your ring monies. Uh. And that is what I ended up proposing with a picture of Callie and a fake engagement ring. (laughs) She ended up passing away not long after 
we got married, she lived mm-hmm. to three. She only got it up to three years old, but she ended up in a household of four cats. Yeah. Because my wife had two cats. That's right. So uh, she also had uh, Sage. Mm-hmm. It was another orange tabby, but a uh, long hair orange tabby who was a super sweet cat. She used to, like if anybody's hand was sticking out, she would just come up and pet herself on the hand. <laughs> I think I might remember that. Yeah. Uh, she just she just loved that, but she was not a smart cat. She <laughs> she was as adorable as hell, but just, just dumb. She lit her tail on fire <laughs> twice. <laughs> We had lit candles and she just kind of like walking up along on the counter and just with the brush up against it and her tail would be on fire and she'd just be walking away. And I'm like, nah, <laughs> your tail's on fire. And I like clap that out real quick. And she did it again. And she was probably freaked out. No, she, she never noticed. She well, was completely oblivious. She's probably freaked out more over your reaction to Maybe. it than realizing that her tail is on fire. I, she, nothing freaked her out, really. I just, she was just <laughs> like, I also remember once we had like a box of cornflakes in our cabinet or something, and I guess it had been put in upside down or something, and Gina pulled that out, and it just, the whole box dumped out. She came running into the room and just started munching away on the cornflakes. <laughs> just plain cornflakes. And the other cats were like, what's going on here? And they'd come in and be like, Oh, cornflakes. It kind of sniffed at it and maybe took a bite. But no, she was just, we had to like quickly clean them up. Otherwise she would have eaten an entire box of cornflakes. <laughs> and then the other cat that, that my, uh, that Gina had was uh, Maddie. Maddie Madeline. Yeah. Madeline Le Chat Francais, as I used to refer to her. Okay. She loved humans and kind of hated other cats. So whenever she was around, like she would hiss at Jones a mm-hmm. lot. Um there was never really a much of a pecking order with the, with all four of them there. Well, some cats are just kind of like that in temperament, I guess. Yeah, but when we had all four of them, uh, Callie passed away. Sage had a seizure, which I witnessed, which was really freaky because mm. she just kind of was like, I it like vibrating almost mm-hmm. and like drooling, and it was not a pleasant sight. No. So I think they diagnosed her with with brain cancer, which maybe that's why she was so dumb. I don't know. I don't know. She had something affecting Uh, her brain. Maybe. And then, uh, so so, so Maddie had some sort of uh, growth in her jaw that she had to get like teeth removed and Mm -hmm. stuff. Or actually, I think she pulled out her own teeth. It was a, it got to be a mess for a few years because we lost Callie and then- Sage was diagnosed with cancer. We lost Sage. Maddie had her mouth problems. Uh, she ended up getting a feeding tube put in. So we had her had to like feed her through a feeding tube for a while. But she was still, you know, getting along pretty well despite oh, wow. that. That's um, amazing. Yeah. But then she passed away and then we were we were down to Jones. And, mm-hmm. and, I'll, and I'll let you go back to your cats for a okay. little bit and I'll move on from that. All right. We'll take a short break for the moment and we'll be right back. We'll be right back after these meowsages. <laughs> nice. The ASPCA is the first animal welfare organization in North America and serves as one of the nation's leading voices for animals. Headquartered in New York City, the ASPCA maintains a strong local presence while working with animal welfare organizations and communities to help protect animals across the country. We tackle animal cruelty and animal homelessness through a variety of life-saving programs and partnerships, always working towards the day that no animal will live in pain or fear. The ASPCA responds to cases of animal cruelty, neglect, and natural disasters, assisting thousands of animals each year in dangerous situations, bringing them to safety and helping them heal. 
We work with all levels of government to help enact and enforce animal protection laws in an effort to change the fate of animals who are victimized and prevent future victims. We provide high-quality preventive care and other resources to pet parents, helping to ensure access to vital services, keeping their pets safe, healthy, and living full, happy lives. So, where was I? <laughs> Cats. Oh, okay. Yes, that's right. So, picking up in my cat history... Picking up cats. Picking up cats. Yeah, I've done that quite often. <laughs> Usually they love it. <laughs> well, some more than others, <laughs> yeah, and some yeah. for some will tolerate it for longer periods than others. Mm-hmm. After the Sam era, in my case, and Hobo and Lucy actually both passed away a few years after Sam. Mm-hmm. They were not quite as long-lived as he was. Right. I think Lucy was in her teens, and Hobo actually had like a freak thing happened to her it might have been like a stroke of some kind where yeah like she be- actually became paralyzed in her back legs oh yeah it was kind of sad i wasn't around for it I, actually i might have been actually meeting up with you for dinner that night when i got the call about it mm-hmm. i think i remember but yeah that was unfortunately that was kind of the end for her but yeah i guess within a couple months after that there were a couple other cats that came into the household. One was an older cat. We don't know exactly how old she was, but maybe on the upper side. Her mm-hmm. Named her Shadow. She was a gray cat. I don't know if she was Russian blue or anything like <laughs> right. that. But uh, we kind of came to discover after maybe a few days or a week or so that she actually was deaf. Mm-hmm. Like she would not respond. Like if you're playing a guitar or something, she wouldn't respond audibly at all to the sounds of the strings or anything like that. Maybe she just just didn't like your playing. Well, (laughs) if she didn't like my playing, she probably would have run away, but she didn't react whatsoever. Plus, it was really easy to sneak up on her, Mm -hmm. and she'd like have her little annoyed meow, like, meow. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Her her actual voice of of her meow was really kind of grumpy, almost (laughs) duck-sounding. Like, meow. Yeah, a little Edward G. Robinson action there. I meow. guess. Meow. <laughs> See? Meow. Not exactly, but <laughs> the the sound of a cat who probably never heard itself. Mm. Well, that that's, can transition since we're talking about deaf cats. So I had kind of uh, uh, hinted earlier that Jones wasn't really quite my first cat. So when I was a kid... You know, I had some friends with cats and and I used to, you know, bike around the neighborhood and whatnot. And at one point there were stray cats in the neighborhood mm-hmm. as, as a lot of neighborhoods will have. And I saw this little white stray cat and decided that I'm going to take this cat home. So I really did the typical thing with, you know, uh, hey, mommy, look what I found. Can I keep it? Yeah. But I had, I just remember I had like a zip up hooded sweatshirt and I stuck the cat inside the sweatshirt, zipped it up. Like E.T. Just like E.T. <laughs> and rode home in my bicycle, just like E.T. Uh, I did not fly, however. But yeah, so I brought this, this white cat home. This was a all white cat with a very pink nose, very... I want to say the eyes were like blue, but it's entirely possible that they were pink or red because I'm pretty sure this cat was not only deaf, but blind. I believe this was an albino cat. Really? I'm almost positive this cat was albino. I can't say I've ever recalled seeing an albino cat. Well, they are out there and, and it does happen and they often do have like, you know, 
deafness or blindness or both or something like that. So this cat now, my dad, I think might've had a dog at one point growing up. My mother did not. I don't think, I don't know. She might've had a dog at one point. Regardless, my mom is not an animal person. Mm -hmm. My dad likes animals well enough, but I never had anything growing up other than fish and this one cat that I brought home and we didn't really know what to do with it. So the, the first, you know, they didn't, my parents to their credit did not say, no, you may not bring this animal into our house. We, you know, got a litter box. We tried the first night to, (laughs) this is horrible. We put this cat inside a narrow, like four foot high box on the ground floor of the house. By the time I woke up, the cat was in my room because it's a cat. (laughs) It might be a little kitten. It might not weigh much, but it managed to jump up and knock this box over and get out and go to the one person it knew, me. Mm -hmm. At some point after that, we closed it in the laundry room with its litter box and food and stuff. And the next day it had like a little brown mark on its forehead. Well, the water heater was in that room. Oh, no. So we believe that the cat walked into the water heater, oh. which is hence the 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 blindness. The oh, deafness okay. was like you would, you know, you could clap for the cat right behind it. You could call for the cat. The cat made no reaction. No reaction. We did name this cat uh, RC, which stood for Reed's cat, which... Yeah. Not the best name for a cat in the first place, but <laughs> so the cat kept sneaking into my room at night and I would wake up and I'd be kind of stuffed up in the morning. Now I had seasonal allergies as a kid. Mm-hmm. I had general allergies. I, I had, you know, nothing horrible. When I go back and talk to my mother about this, she says we got rid of the cat because I was highly allergic to it. Okay. This is not how I remember things. <laughs> I do not have a cat allergy now in any way whatsoever. I still have some slight seasonal allergies, although generally speaking, my allergies are near nil at this point. It's funny you mention that, if I may segue for a moment. Yeah. When we first took in Midnight, whom I mentioned earlier from outside, Mm -hmm. within maybe a week or a couple weeks after that, I started to develop some serious allergies. Like I needed Mm. to go on an inhaler for a little while. Wow. Kind of thing. It seemed fairly obvious while we just brought the cat in that- Yeah, yeah. But it was weird because I'd had had cat another cat for nine years at that point, Sam, and I was never allergic to him. I mean, there are different types of cats and they do carry different allergens and you can be allergic to one type of cat and not another. Well, in our case, we think that it was probably some something either in his dander or something he picked up from outside, wherever mm. he had been outside. That did it go away? Went away. The spores oh, okay. or whatever of that went away and eventually I grew out of it Yeah, within... Not too, too long. Mm-hmm. Probably as he got older, too, he grew out of his kitten fur and grew in a more adult coat. Right, right. So once that had happened- Yeah, there's a certain was, type of- I uh, didn't need the inhaler anymore. Norwegian forest cat. We think Gina is allergic specifically to uh, to cats that have Norwegian forest cat in them. Okay. Because she has had issues with that, yeah. But anyway, so yeah. with RC, so so it was probably after a few weeks, we uh, somebody took him, her, him- it? I don't know. I have no idea if, I don't even remember if RC was a boy or a girl, but okay. anyway, took in this all white cat, renamed it Snowball, which I think is a better name anyway. Makes sense. Uh, this was pre-Simpsons, so it yeah. wasn't, wasn't a copy of that. And, and uh, frankly, it makes more sense for a white cat than a black it cat does, anyway. Yes. But regardless, uh, yeah, somebody else took in Snowball who hopefully lived a nice long life. So technically speaking, even though it was only a few weeks, that was really my first cat. Now, when you said it was a white cat and deaf, I was going to ask you before I heard about the albinism. Mm-hmm. 
is if the cat had two different color eyes, because that is a genetic trait. That's also possible. Maybe it had one blue, one... Uh, green? Uh, yeah. It's a common genetic trait for a white cat with a green eye and a blue eye to be deaf. I am actually I've looking, known at least one cat like that. I am looking up uh, pictures of albino cats now, and they all have like these steely blue gray eyes, which that is what I remember Snowball okay. looking like. Okay, that's different. Yeah. I am pretty sure that 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 it was a blind, deaf albino cat. Okay. Oh, but they're all so cute. <laughs> Some of them kind of have pink rimmed eyes. Yeah, there's one, the heterochromia. Hetero, heterochromia. Heterochromia with two different color eyes. But a lot of them have those those steely blue eyes. Some of them have pink eyes. That's creepy. No, there is no way. Like a rabbit. RC did not have pink eyes. That just looks Photoshop, doesn't it? It kind of does, yeah. yeah. He's showing me a cat with pretty bright pink eyes. Yee. Almost a little demonic. Yeah. So that was RC. That was my true first cat. Oh, and I didn't mention, so So Maddie and Sage were both like, I think around 11 or 12 when they did pass. Okay. What prompted you to be interested in getting a cat over some other pet? Easier to take care of. This is true. <laughs> I, you don't have to take a cat for a walk. I mean, cats, no, you, for the most part, you show them where the, if they go, for the most part, and I'll more on that later, <laughs> you show them where the litter box is and they immediately know how to use it and use it. And, and yep. all you got to do is empty that. And, and that's that. You don't have to take it for walks. You don't have to, you know, exercise it. I mean, yeah, you got to pay some attention and, and, you know, they can be demanding at times, but. But with a cat, a little goes a long way. It's yeah. not like they're always constantly hounding you for attention and affection hounding yeah (laughs) Uh, see what i did there you know whereas a dog can be you know kind of really strongly missing you when you're not around yeah they can be very needy they can be very needy cats can hold their own a lot better they can yeah they're 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 generally more independent which i mean it's it's you know sometimes that's an attractive trait sometimes it's not yeah but i i I, think particularly against dogs but i just personally feel that i would not (laughs) It would be a bigger investment than I'd be willing to take as far as actually taking care of a dog. Yeah. Interestingly, until fairly recently, I I still considered myself a dog person. Mm -hmm. And I do. I love visiting people with dogs. I love dogs. I really do. And it's not out of the question entirely that one day I could end up with a dog. But I just feel that... You know, every time I see a horrible, cold, rainy, sleeting day, I'm like, God, I would uh, not want to have to take a dog out in this. Yeah. It's just, it's it's the walking more than anything else, not the actual walking part. Well, if you, <laughs> get a, if you uh, fence in your backyard, you can just let them out the back. Yeah, They can I do guess. their own business. You That's, don't have to walk them. Yeah, but then you still then you have to, should clean that then up. Then you have to walk yourself to find what they <laughs> yeah, did. Exactly. Yeah, so, but at least, at least on those kinds of days, they can... You know, go about their business on their own and you yeah. can deal with it later. My sister did do that with it. With, they had a dog, so. Yeah, uh, my folks who have had dogs who just had a fenced-in yard and mm-hmm. dealt with it that way. Yeah. A lot easier. I don't know for sure what kind of nudged me in the direction of going with a cat over a dog. I guess I obviously was aware of and around both of them, you know, from a young age. Mm-hmm. Uh, my one set of grand, <laughs> my one set of grandparents had a cat. My other set of grandparents had a small dog. The neighbors got a dog, although that might have been after I got my cat. But you know, I was familiar with the animals, and maybe I just thought that cats were cuter, and that's mm. what I wanted. So, yeah. See, I am, none of my grandparents had animals. I had two different sets of cousins that both had dogs. Mm-hmm. 
I had friends, like my closest friends, physically closest. If they had anything, it was dogs. We had uh, a uh, a Malamute next door. Mm-hmm. We had a Great Dane across the street. A Great Dane named Killer. <laughs> Huge dog. I mean, yeah. you know the size of Great Danes. They look like small horses. Yeah. Named Killer, sweetest dog. Yeah. So nice. The the Malamute was a beast. Mm-hmm. That was a nasty, mean dog, but they kept it outside. Okay. That was an outside dog. Had its little dog house out there. That was... Yeah. yeah. Our next door neighbors had a boxer. Mm-hmm. And I think they either got another dog later, smaller dog, or it was... I might be getting mixed up with the neighbor next to them had a similar dog of that type. I kind of forget, but I remember the boxer more yeah. distinctly. I also had another friend with a beagle named Bijou. Okay. That was an adorable little thing. And I had like a couple of friends with cats, but I remember like I had a sleepover at a friend's house that had a cat. And I remember turning out the lights. I think we were in the like a like a pull-out couch or something in the living room. And I saw the cat's eyes glowing across the room mm-hmm. and was like staring because it was scary. And of course, it's a cat who does, doesn't like being stared at. Yeah. So the cat charged me. <laughs> and re- like I was scared of that thing. Several family members have had, some have had cats, some have had dogs. Mm. I, friends, friends of mine have also had cats too. So just, I don't know, I gravitated towards them more. Maybe they were, maybe I even had the sense that they were a little bit more manageable. Yeah. I I think that's the main thing that got me is that's that I felt that would be an easier task. Yeah. And I think generally it is, but I think for people who aren't fans of cats, I would probably say that they may have a kind of a preconceived notion of cats being aloof or, you know, uninterested in being affectionate or even outright nasty. And some cats certainly fall into that category. Mm -hmm. But I think I find that, and maybe this is where it's a little bit of a crapshoot, where personalities of cats can vary by so much that you can have some cats that definitely fall into that sort of personality trait. But you can have other cats, from my own experience in particular, you can have other cats that are at least as affectionate as most dogs. Yeah. And I mean, dogs vary greatly too. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, my cat will follow me from room to room and talk to me constantly. Yeah. And every time I sit down, like wants to curl up with me and everything. And it's oh, very yeah. sweet. I love that cat. I actually haven't gotten up to talking to her about her yet. We, we're not even talking about our current animal. No, we haven't quite gotten um, there yet. But yeah, I guess I just like, and as I got older and, and to the point where I was considering it, I just had more of my friends had cats at that point than dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, my close girlfriend had had cats. I had other friends with cats that I, I remember when I was in grad school and every, when I would drive up, sometimes I would stop and stay with friends that were like about halfway because I lived kind of far from, from my parents. And I remember at one point I was arriving at like one in the morning or something. He says like, yeah, whatever, I'll just leave the door open. You can come in. And I came in and got, had a sleeping bag, got into the sleeping bag, got to sleep. And I was awoken in the middle of the night by his cat had gotten into my sleeping bag and was chasing its own tail. <laughs> but this friend said, never believed I would get a cat and keep a cat. Really? Didn't think I had that, the wherewithal to, to stick to it, I guess. Huh. Okay. I don't know. But this is a friend I'm not in touch with anymore, so what the hell do you know? <laughs> Clearly nothing. <laughs> well, maybe you were just a, uh, maybe you had that vagabond streak in your yeah, life. And yeah. Couldn't settle down with, you know, one feline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so there were a couple other cats, household cats that I kind of mm-hmm. helped raise from young kitten ages. One was 
One was named Rosebud, and she was actually also another gray cat, but kind of gray striped. Rosebud. Yes, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> and then another one named Jolene, who came along. Jolene, Jolene. Yes. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that was what she was named from, but mm. I don't know. I didn't name her, but she was more of like a sandy, kind of a sandy calico, if that makes sense. Maybe. Sort of. I mean, not like the orange and black and white patchy Uh calico, but more kind of beige and gray, kind of maybe some striping going on in there too. And the calicos come in colors. Calico colors. Yeah. So um, there are calico coats of many colors. (laughs) There you go. Calico coats of countless colors. (laughs) How alliterative. Thank you. And she. She lived outside for a while, so mm-hmm. she was kind of semi-feral, but she kind of warmed up to me and bonded with me, and she'd sit in my lap a while and I think even start drooling sometimes. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Sage always drooled. I forgot about that. And like to lick your fingers. <laughs> okay, well, that's a weird one. Oh, and another story. I got to tell the one story okay. of, of Maddie. Generally, our cats, like, n- none of the cats we've had have been, like, really that big into human food. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Jones liked uh, liked fish and cheese, if he could get little bits of that. But he wouldn't like, you know, jump on the table and try to get at our food or anything. And generally none of them did that. But there was one point where we were, we got Chinese food and we were sitting in the uh, in the living room eating in front of the TV. And Gina picked up a spare rib, went to take a bite out of the spare rib. Maddie comes zooming into the room, chomps onto the spare rib, grabs it out of her hand and runs off up to like where the front door is and just starts nomming on the, on the spare. It's literally grabbed it out of her hand. I got a story to tell you. Uh, we'll get to that later, but okay. a similar story involving that guy over there. Ah, uh, it's a cat. I'm pointing to my cat over yeah. in the adjacent room. Well, there's a segue. Let's talk about our current cats. Yeah, we'll do that right after this. Nine Lives presents Morris. Look who came to visit. Visit? It's an invasion. Amuse the darlings, Morris. I'll tell them the facts of life. Din, din, everybody. Fact one, be finicky, don't budge. It's Nine Lives. Uh, wait here, I'll be right back. Seafood platter or liver? Nine Lives liver. Mm. Nine Lives, nutritious foods cats really like. Even Morris. Nine Lives kids today don't listen. I told them to wait. We're back, and we are bringing our cat conversation up into the present day. Yes, modern cats. Modern cats. Yes, no more of this saber-toothed tiger crap. Yeah, (laughs) that's uh, the Stone Age, man. So right now, I have two cats that we adopted back in 2015. Mm -hmm. They are brothers. Yes. They are both sort of a mix of white and they call it buff color, but it's sort of like a tan tawny tan beigey yes. orangey whatever kind of a color mm-hmm. they are named marco and polo. marley thank you sorry <laughs> they are named marco polo and marley <laughs> we did not give them the, those names they, they came from the adoption that. group they were they were four litter mates and they all had names that started with m-a-r i think okay yeah my my vet whenever she does rescues goes with the same letter. She's already made it through the whole alphabet, but whenever it's a, a, a letter of rescues, they don't go like, she doesn't go multiple letters. Uh-huh. Although maybe she does now, I don't know. But she went through, you know, A to Z. I don't know what she's doing now. So, yeah, anyway, we just, the, the names kind of stuck. We didn't mm. re- bother to rename them. They See, just... I would have gone with, you know, like Marco and Polo or <laughs> Marley and Bob. I don't know. <laughs> Well, we justify the names by saying that Marco is kind of an explorer because 
in this house. He wanted to explore anything, any mm-hmm. new area. The, the weak excuse for keeping Marley's name is, is that he's the has more white fur, so he's kind of ghostly looking. Oh, yes. So from Christmas You could have named them both Marley, and then you would have had them up at Christmas Carol. Oh, Marley really? and Marley. <laughs> Marley and Marley. Ooh. Oh, why didn't I think of that? I Because uh, it would have been confusing. Yeah, very. <laughs> Although... I'm pretty sure they know their names, or at least Marco knows his name, mm. and half the time Marley doesn't care, or he'll just <laughs> respond to anything that sounds similar. Yeah, I, I will give you, dogs seem to learn their names a little better than cats do. I think it's a matter of how much... But cats <laughs> just don't care. Joke statistic was, most cats know their name, but most of them don't care. Yeah, that's 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 probably what it is. <laughs> yeah, so we they were about... Uh, Eight to ten weeks old when we got them, so mm-hmm. raised them as kittens. And, of course, that was a little bit more involved, spending more time with them as kittens. When yeah. we first got them, we quarantined them quarantined them to the guest bedroom and would let them out when we were home and spend time with them. And then that was only after about a week or two, and then I kind of gave them free reign of the house. But on the second day that we had them, I was doing yard work outside, and I came back in, and was we were, like, looking around. All right, where's Marley? We looked around everywhere. We couldn't find him. I was afraid that he got out of the house. Yeah. And we're like, oh, great. The second day we had him, we've already lost one of the cats. <laughs> this is wonderful. So Marco was around, and I think he kind of like started looking around and maybe wondering where he went. And he sort of pointed us to one of our end tables in the family room. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, what's going on here? We opened the drawer. He was inside the drawer. Marley was, that one? Marley climbed up somehow to get inside the drawer in, in the end table. Was the drawer open? It was not open, but I think you can climb up from underneath it and get into it from the back of the drawer. Oh, okay. So that's where he huh. was. Cool. He fooled us all. <laughs> yes. So so with me, when, when we still had Jones and he was, you know, getting up there in years, but we he had gotten used to having two other cats around and we had gotten used to having, you know, four of them. Mm-hmm. Four, then three, then two, then one, and we we talked about getting another cat, and we waited a little bit after Maddie passed away because we didn't want to feel like we were trying to replace Maddie. Yeah, kind of thing. you need some time. But I got ready and talked to to Gina about it, and decided after talking back and forth that we wanted a you know again with the specifics we wanted a black long hair female kitten. So this is what we decided, and we were looking all around. Okay, wow, you you really go for a specific. Yeah. We we didn't really have a particular type or color in mm-hmm. mind, I guess. I yeah. was just kind of looking around to see what came up. And 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 the name had also, yeah, that was the other thing. When when I got Callie uh, Calypso, I already had the name picked out. Mm-hmm. When we went looking for our other cat, I decided, we decided together, really, that we wanted to name it Luna uh, after uh, Luna Lovegood from Harry Potter. Okay. So we're, we're looking online to see if anybody has any long hair, black female kittens available for adoption. Eventually we find one at uh, Mainline Animal Rick Rescue. Okay. It's a rescue animal rescue center in uh, on the main line in, in Chester County. Hey, go figure. Yeah. So we go there to see this kitten, and they're like, "Oh, that kitten's already been adopted." Well, do you want to go to our kitten room? Mm-hmm. And when somebody asks if you want to go to their kitten room, the answer is always yes. <laughs> like we, when someone that, asks you if you want to go to the kitten <laughs> room, you say yes. yes. <laughs> so, so we're like, all right, fine. You know, we're not going to see anything. We're not going to get anything because we want the long hair black female kitten. We go in there, we're looking around and, you know, we see this one little black kitten that's super cute. And we're like, oh, well, you know, it's not long hair. I don't even know if it's female or not or whatever. Let me, let me see. We'll check this out. And I'm leaning over to, to pet this cat and get a closer look. And I just feel this 
on the on the back of my head. I'm like, what the heck is going on? I'm like kind of ignoring it. Then I go back down and just this insistent tapping on the back. And I turn around and it's this cat button its head into the back of my head. <laughs> Going, all right, yes, yes, you're cute. Gave gave her a little quick little pet. And then uh, Gina sits down in a chair that's there to get another closer look at this black cat. The cat that was thumping me in the back of the head jumps down. It was on a cat tree. It jumps down off the cat tree and jumps right up into, into Gina's lap. Mm-hmm. We, th- this cat yeah. had chosen us. Yeah. This was a little black and white cat. It's, mm-hmm. you know... You know, tuxedo cat, but not uh, asymmetrical. More tuxedo, asymmetrical, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's she kind of like Phantom of the Opera head, where it's like black over one eye, white on the other. Yeah, one. Mm-hmm. and we're like, okay, well, like let's Gizmo look, from Gremlins. There you go. <laughs> we'll, we'll look into this cat's story and and see what the deal is. It's not what we were we were after, but it's super cute and it clearly wants us to take her home. We we find out that they had named her Kara, and they had named her Kara because. She mm. had been hit by a car, mm-hmm. which is just the worst. Like, you're yeah. going to name something after something that almost kills this cat. That's, somebody That's great. That's yeah. uh, sentimental. And so somebody had paid for its medical care and stuff. We're like, all right, you know what? Let's get this cat. So we, we take Kara home, rename her Luna and mm-hmm. all this stuff. We find out later that the car accident was probably worse than we had really been told because she had, she had a hip basically like rebuilt. Mm-hmm. She has a hip that's a mess and she probably has arthritis in that hip, but she gets around just fine. Mm-hmm. She... She never really tortured Jones that okay. much. I mean, you know, at the time she was a little kitten. Jones was an old man, but. Right. And then a little after Jones got sick, probably a couple years maybe after we had Luna and Jones passed away quickly. Mm-hmm. And when Jones passed away, he tested positive for feline leukemia, mm. which was weird because none of our cats had ever been carriers of feline leukemia. Mm-hmm. So we had Luna tested. Luna was positive. Right. So we don't know if Luna gave it to Jones, if Jones gave it to Luna, if both Maddie and Sage and Callie all had it Mm -hmm. and it got them all and we never knew. Hmm. Hey, Glenn here. Pardon the intrusion, but we had some technical difficulties while we were wrapping up this episode. However, our cat stories were basically complete anyway. Luna lives on and continues to thrive despite carrying feline leukemia. She'll be turning 12 in about a month. Compared to her, Marco and Marley are practically kittens and should be around for a good long time. Those are our cats, and that was our show. Thank you for tuning in to That's Our Show. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. You can visit our website at show.backstage.link or provide feedback to us by emailing show at backstage.link. That's Our Show is a Backstage Group production. Do that again. Okay. Meow, one, two, three. Nice. I will name him George, and I will <laughs> hug him and cuddle him and squeeze him. Madeleine Gelecte Kopfman. <laughs> oh, damn it. You know how long it took me to tune that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of starting to lose it here. Shall we continue? Yeah, why don't we do that? Okay, let's do that. Why don't you back off the mic a little bit? Is that good? <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect.
Bra bravo. Uh-oh, I think uh, Glenn's gotten a little caffeine loopy. Nice. <laughs> Getting the hang of it.